Welcome to the Not So Kosher Show today in the Backroom Studios. I am so lucky to have Jen with me today. Do I know Jen's last name? Again? Oh, God. That's right. I don't because I could never <laughs> pronounce it. This, I know it's short, but yeah, it's still, it still looked like it was difficult. It, well, everyone says again. See? So I'm Even though it's again. missing the I, yeah. right? Because it's A-G-A-N, right? Correct. Okay. See, I have a visual on it, but I've never like said it out loud. So Jen Agan. Correct. God, did I say that good? Does it need any kind of accent whatsoever? Oh, please don't. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. We won't do that. We won't do that. So she is so wonderful that she would come and hang out with me in the backroom studios. Of course, I supplied her with... Um, as she picked it up, but I, I called in the order and I paid for it. But it was a curvy sandwich from Cecil's Deli, and um, as many of you, as many of you know, that's my family, and um, I really uh, like to make sure that they're uh, the people that come to my studio are fed properly, especially with Cecil's food. Well, so. and I think that I always tell people that Cecil's makes the Reuben by which all other Reubens fail to compare. Well, that's interesting. Is because, that true, though? Seriously, do you really feel that way? Oh my God, you really? they make a ridiculous Reuben. In oh, a good that's way. awesome! Yeah. I love it. So, why didn't you order that? Because you're trying to keep the calories down. <laughs> yeah, because no, it's um, it's because it's hot and you have to eat it there. Oh, interesting that you say that. Because you can't take it to go; it would be bad. That's I think. that's interesting because. A lot of people don't get that whole thing, but that's that's a big deal to me. It's a huge deal. Yeah, and I I'm so agree with you. But there's people that will insist that it needs to be ordered. They need to order to have it delivered. And you're like, really? Like, how are you going to be able to eat that when it's not? But I don't. Have you had one cold before? Like, have you brought any? Ever brought it home and and ate it like no. cold? Well, you know what? It's actually. Um, it actually is pretty good like that. See, it's I don't, weird. And I don't, like, I don't even like pizza delivered hardly at all oh, either. Like, I don't like you anything. You need it just like completely brand new out of the oven or out of, off the grill. I can, I can bring home leftovers and warm them up. I'm oh, fine with that. you can. Okay. Yeah, I, well, certain things like Chinese food, absolutely. Oh, that's interesting. But pizza, meh. You can do it in the oven and it's okay, but you can't nuke it. Did you just meh? Yeah. Me okay, because I only know one other person that does that. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know anybody else, and I love it. I speak it and I type it. I can't you help st- it. How do you do? You really? All right, yeah. so spell it. M e h. M e h. Oh yeah, meh. it would be me. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I understand. I completely get that whole thing. Um, <laughs> so. So Jen is here with me today at Not So Kosher Me, Bexie, because I think I forgot to say that, but I know you all know who Bexie is. Um, and we are going to just shoot the shit today. Uh, you know, I don't even think we're going to, uh, I think we're just going to not really completely like interview you, just kind of like shoot the shit. And if I have questions, then I'm just going to ask. Definitely. That seems pretty easy, doesn't it? Yeah, it works and it's yeah. low pressure. It's true. <laughs> so you can find Not So Kosher on Twitter at Not So Kosher. And you can find us on Instagram at Not So Kosher TC. And make sure you check us out on Facebook and follow and like and share. Share is the most important thing because Not So Kosher wants to be a very large podcast someday, but it needs to be shared and loved by all. So you can make sure you check us out on iTunes, iHeart, and everywhere. And Not So Kosher and Jubilations both have their very own 
apps now. So you can go right into the app store and you can like get the Not So Kosher app. And it would just like, it's all there for you. How happy would that be for everybody who gives a shit about the fucking show? So, <laughs> you know, this week our, we have a really great sponsor and that is Nasty Cherry Panty Pot. From men's white lace dress thongs, men's sissy panties with an added lacy skirt to pouch boy jockstrap G-strings. All our products are made to order from only the finest French laces. XXL is available upon request. All custom orders have an extra delivery time. $14.99 for all styles, including delivery and shipping. Oh my God. That's amazing. You can check them out at nastycherry.com. Yes, that's .com. So that's our wonderful sponsor for the week. That's awesome. Isn't it? I know. Couldn't have picked a better one. Right? So what I really love to do is I love this little segment that I have called Kfell and Kvetch. And so it's kind of like, I kind of look at like what, what was your life about this week? Like, so if you can look back and kind of say like, what was your favorite thing that happened this week or your unfavorite thing? Tell me about it. I, God, my life has been so boring since I moved back. Um, it's, I feel like I Did you move back last week? No. Okay. <laughs> I moved back last April. Okay. All right. We'll get, we'll get to that. Okay. So it's almost been a year, yeah. but it's, it's uneventful for you. You know what it is, but it's, it's, uneventful in a good way. Um, okay. It's pretty drama-free, which, which is, is nice. so awesome. It's safe. It's Yeah, and I um, I appreciate the fact that I'm falling back into a, like a routine. That's a good thing. Yeah. Well, one good thing that I know happened that I can fell about, and you were part of that, is that your husband helped me um, finish my uh, permit to carry. I just have to go and get my little card. Yeah. You have to go to the show and then strap it on <laughs> and then I'm all set. It's true. Yeah. So we had a good time. Yeah. That and see. It's, it's that's weird. A Kfell situa- it's, that's a Kfell situation. Yeah. Well, for you, because it's new. But yeah. But for me, it's, you printed all these cute little certificates. Like that was cute. You have to look at every moment as a wonderful moment or a not so wonderful moment. It's true. It is. Even though I agree with you, like if it's uneventful, it's pretty awesome. Well, when I, like, I think about that and I think about when I, I moved away and I started a blog. So, so when did you move away? Um, September of 2013. Okay. We're in 2017 now. Yeah. Okay. And I moved to Guam, um, for two years. One of the first places I would pick. Yeah. Why did you move to Guam? My husband was in the army. Good point. And so we got transferred to Guam and I started this blog thinking, oh my God, I'm going to write about all this cool adventures and things that we did. Um, and I started, and I think I got five blog entries and then all my adventures turned into like Thursday. Like it's just so normal in Guam. Yeah. But when you first did it, it was super Guammy. Yeah. It was, like, it was oh super my Guammy. God. Like you see- I'm getting all Guammy with it. You, you see chickens there? Yeah. Like we see squirrels. They're just Yeah. Everywhere. They're running around? Yeah. So do they, do they kill them? Like how we think they do? They grab them and then kill them for dinner and hang them? Never seen it. And no. kind of happy I haven't. Oh, but you said you didn't see- Did you see any- did you see? Oh, you did you see any squirrels there? No, they don't have them. Are you sure they didn't just aren't feeding them to us in Guam? Are you eating them for dinner or something at Guam? No. Okay, were they, there dogs? Did you see dogs running there's around? There's dogs everywhere. They're, okay, they have boonie dogs. Okay, um, boonie. Can we explain boonie dogs? Um, homeless dogs oh. that just hang out and run in packs. Oh, okay. And okay, like there was two on the way to um where I lived that I passed every day. I had to drive through about four miles of jungle to get to where I lived. And up a mountain sort of kind of thing. Yeah. And 
these two dogs hung out all the time. And were they nice? Well, I named them. I named them Steve and Rex. Cool, because they were there, and people would stop and feed them. People would leave water dishes, and so I'd every once in a while fill water or leave treats. Um, my and, God, if something happened to you guys, they would die. But a lot of people took care of them, so it was sort of nice. Yeah, but anybody. Yeah, if there but was they a, also like survive on their own as well. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, so I just wonder. Just, I have a friend who likes to like keep the squirrels alive, and I'm like. It's going to die when you move because no one's going to feed it. Yeah, but they kind of yeah. know how to right? eat nuts. Right. That's and, my point. Yeah. Is that you don't really have to do that. You're just feeling like this need. Why didn't you bring them home? Um, didn't Rex say, dude, take honey, me take me you. home. Yeah. No. Jumped it, in the car. And it was really, we brought our two dogs to Guam and home from Guam. And it was, it was horrible drama. How did you do that? Because um, yours are not little. What dogs do you have? Are they the same dogs? No. Golden Doodles. Yeah. They are. Wow. They were seven. When we went and nine, when we came home. Wow. And it was a 19 hour flight on the way there so and 21 hours on the way What did back. you do? Did you, do they get drugged? Like how do. No, you can't. Um, I mean, they can't be. They were in just in a kennel. They were. They were in kennels and they just had to relieve themselves in the kennel. And then we took them to get, you know, baked. Cleaned afterwards. Right when we landed. And we, you know, that's so unfair because they don't make us as humans do that, like relieves ourselves in a in a kennel. Yeah. No, like, it's they it, should have like a doggy like like lavatory. They well they could probably use one for all of them. There wouldn't be any situations of like male female thing. Trans. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> My trans dog. <laughs> um now if they flew through Hawaii they could have stayed overnight and then they would get a break. Yeah, um, but you but didn't do we, that. But we didn't. We flew through Japan, so we couldn't. So then, when you got when you got those dogs, were they? How were they when they came out? I mean, do you run them right outside? Like how? Well, we took were them they outside. Pretty pissed off. Like how was the situation? Or were they docile? And like, what the fuck did you just do to me? Yeah, they were a little. What pissed. the fuck did you do to me? Yeah, I'm but sorry. they weren't. I mean, okay. they like got they, all up on those dogs. Sorry. They're, no, they're um they're super sweet. So. Um, they, they dealt with it okay. I think they'll be very happy to not ever have to go on an airplane that ever be, again. And you don't think you're not going to, you, all right, so. We're done. Did you. We're home. Oh, he, your husband's retired, so you don't yeah, have to do that. he's in school full time right now. So, so why did they send you to, to Guam? He was uh, stationed at a military police unit in Guam and was the uh, operations NCO there. Is, did he do that in the States? Uh, he did. He well, we've been married for mm, fourteen years. Yeah, and he's been in the army. He retired with just over thirty years in the service. Wow! So he joined the day after his seventeenth birthday. Oh my God! He knew that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. So wow. he, um, I think he spent at least twenty five years as a military policeman. Um, he had a couple reserve years before I knew him. He was active duty the whole time. I knew. You know, I've I've known him. Wow. Um, and he recruited, he was operations, he was at Gitmo a couple times. I was at Gitmo once, I got to go down there. What's the big deal about that? I'm unfamiliar. Guantanamo Bay. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, Only because um, I've heard of that, right? It's Well, yeah, it was sort of a big thing in 2008 because Obama wanted to shut down Gitmo. Oh, seriously? Because that was where all the um, Taliban people went. Oh, so you were there when this whole shit, was that true? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he was he was there in two thousand two three, and he helped. He was a security manager for designing the camps. Yeah, and then he was there again in two thousand eight, and that's when I got to go down. Um, and I went there twice. I was there for like 
just under two and a half months wow. total. And I got to go to one of the trials of one of the uh, Taliban guys. Was that cool? It was uh, mind-numblingly boring. Was um, it? Oh, yeah, super boring. But it was a good experience. Um, did they, you feel this need... Like, how? what was your feeling about him? Like, did you... The guy like, was just... Asshole. He was Like, a he should be killed. And he was just Joe Taliban. He was like a money guy. He wasn't like a capital murder suspect. Oh, he wasn't... Interesting. Um, interesting. But he, they have a certain way of... Um, trying to upset the court cases and just being disrespectful. And I mean, obviously they're, you know, they're prisoners, but they're just, they do everything they can to not, they, they, they train how to be jerks, sort of. Seriously? And the, I mean, and the court was filled with um, people from the Red Cross, people from Human Rights Watch, FBI. I sat next to a lady from the FBI. Wow, cool. Um, there was a lady there from the Miami Herald who... Left after the first uh, intermission, and then I left after the first intermission. Well, there was we actually call it an intermission. No, it was actually a recess. Um, I that was the wrong word. No, that's good. Um, I was like, I didn't know. I was like, oh, really? Popcorn and pee. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. um, And she came back, or I came back, and she did not. And then when I left, I was there for about three hours of total court time, and I read the article she wrote, and I was like, holy crap, were we in the same courtroom? Because she, wow, what she wrote had. It was so not what was going on in the courtroom. And I was thinking, God, no wonder people think it's horrible down here because of women like her who aren't telling the truth. Oh, it's not interesting. It was just, it was classic example of liberal, horrible media. And I actually wrote to the Miami Herald. Did you really? I said, this is a best in Fake news? I mean, was it kind of like that? this was way before fake news. Yeah, so, but... But but, yeah, it it was the start of it. And I had emailed them and I said, shame on you for reporting her opinion as news. Because I was there, and that's not how it was. Yeah. And I talked to the judges. I ran into them at um, the Jerk House, which is a uh, Jamaican restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, down in in Guantanamo Bay. That's interesting. And I was talking to them, and they're like, you should come down and blog, because she was actually really good this week. She's usually way worse. (gasps) And it was horrifying. I'm like, I'm a horrible writer, but you need someone to tell the truth, because people think it's... Not how it is down Interesting. There. So did you continue or did you stop? You only did that enough to be excited about the chickens and then stop and then stopped your blogging or? Yeah. I mean, it was, I just stopped it because I. Because it's like, all right, so blogging is basically journaling. Yeah. Right. And so, which is basically podcasting in a, in an audio form. But it's really cool to look back on what you wrote. Yeah. And oh yeah. Happened. That's why I kind of like the Facebook memory thing. I agree with because you. Because I liked. I'm an over poster. <laughs> oh, are you really? Oh, totally. But oh. It, it was easy in Guam because I I did cool things. And yeah, I saw that, cool things that were new to you, and you knew none of us knew about that. And when I came home, people were like, "Oh my god, I love reading about your cool. adventures." But my adventures didn't like. I got to go to um, Yom Kippur services on an aircraft carrier. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah, because it were they it, flying or just that they used it stationary? No, they well they. It was the USS George Washington, and they were they had brought in a rabbi uh, chaplain from Great Lakes, and they flew her to Okinawa, and then the fighter jet took off off of the airplane or off of the aircraft carrier, picked her up in Japan, and they had Rosh Hashanah on the aircraft carrier, and then it pulled into Guam to port, and then they invited the whole Jewish community to have. Um, Yom Kippur services. That's pretty cool. On the aircraft. Were there a lot? How many Jews were there? 
Um, All right. How many? Do you know how many people were on the base? It, well, it wasn't the base. It was just it, the aircraft carrier. No, and but I mean thousands of people on an aircraft carrier. It's a city. It's enormous. Really? It's super cool. Like, yeah, we. I got the opportunity to go on there a couple times because wow. I also volunteered with the USO. And with the USO, we got an actual tour. I got to sit in the navigator chair and the oh, captain's that's cool. chair and go down where the airplanes are below deck and on the cool. flight deck. And it was amazing how enormous this is. I think on the ship, though, there were 12 Jews, maybe. That's what I was going to say. So how many people ended up being at the Seder? Um, Not very many. At, with this, well, Seder was different. We had, Oh, we, I'm sorry. I was getting confused. Okay. <laughs> wrong sorry. Home. Sorry. Um, I'm Wait, the, what did you say? Um, Yom Kippur. Oh, I'm so sorry. I um, thought you said in my mind I was thinking, because we're Passover. close to Passover, so I was thinking that. Sorry. Yeah. No, we also had Passovers. Um, so, why did you have a, so why did you have Yom Kippur dinner? I'm confused. There shouldn't be. No, I'm kidding. I didn't say dinner. I, was, did I know. I, I was being funny. I was, I was like, like, whatever. What? No, but we did go break um, fast at a Chinese restaurant. That's after. funny. Yeah. So that was cool. But, Very um, Minnesotan, isn't it, kind of? There's a lot of people that do. I know a lot of people that actually do that. I think it's wrong. I think someone should feed you in your own house, but whatever. Well, I and I don't have a lot of Jewish family, period. But I don't um, really have any here. So it was just nice to have a community to be with. Yeah, for sure. So that was nice. There was probably maybe 40 or so Jews that lived on Guam, oh, 40 to 50. That's a lot. I mean, it seems like it. We would know. have a Seder at uh, one of the restaurants, and they would close off a part of the restaurant. Cool. And uh, they would do it there. And sometimes we'd have uh, we'd Skype in. The rabbi from funny. Okinawa That's for funny. services because they did they kind of closed the the temple um, on the navy base because there just wasn't enough Jews. That's funny. So oh well, at least so as a wife living in this other country, what did you do? I mean, what did you do? What was your day to day thing? What did you do? I. Your husband was gone every day. Did yeah, he work worked a day. Was a he day worked shift, every day. Or? And then he had um, their command was either in Korea, South Korea, or Hawaii. So he he did some traveling. Um, I volunteered at the USO a lot. Cool. Um, which was awesome because because you could meet probably met a lot of people there too. Tons the other of wives people. and and you get to be the point of I don't know comfort and home to people who are traveling and just getting to the island and navigating. That I, when I first got there and I went to the USO and decided to volunteer, I went for my training and then I came back the next day for my first shift. And two people were like, Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. You know, and I realized that it was the first time in two months I'd heard anyone say my name. Oh, interesting. Because I didn't well, I suppose, know anybody yeah. except yeah. for my husband, but that doesn't count. No, definitely you know. not. Um, but the anonymity of moving somewhere like that was really overwhelming to be, you know, but. It, it is such a small island and such a small community. Yeah. And I made some really good friends that were Navy do you, wives. That, do you still talk to these people? Yeah, and they're oh, all cool. over the world. Um, cool. A lot of them are back in the country now, but all over the country. Um, I have a couple friends, a friend in Italy and one in South Korea that I hung Fun. out with. But um, so you get, you kind of meet people that way. And then yeah. you automatically, when you go to the commissary, which is the grocery store, or the next, which is like, Target or whatever, and you you start to run into people you know, <sighs> and it's your your neighborhood. Yeah, you know? so it's nice. Even though did, we didn't live on base, did you guys know that you were going for a certain period of time? Uh, we thought or we were going for three the, years. Okay, and they pulled us a year early. And why did they do that? Uh, needs of the army, I guess. But we went back to Illinois for a year, and then we came back here. 
you're, so you, did you meet your husband here in Minnesota? We kind of, it was sort of a, a blind date-ish kind was it? Of thing. Yeah. Where? Where were you? Um, well, okay. Initially we actually met online. Oh, okay. That's cool. But I know a lot of people that do that. You think it's like not, it's... Well, it's just... It's, it's weird. It, it was weird but it then. Is. But Because it was 15, ah, 16 you're right. years ago. You're right. But it was weird because we didn't try to meet online. No. It was back in the AOL days. And wait, where is he from? Because he's got a little accent going on. He's Southern. raised in Tampa. He um, was raised in Tampa? He didn't sound like that. But he lived for... Wait, 12, South Carolina or Louisiana or Louisiana. Or there you go. <laughs> Middle of no damn where, yeah, Louisiana. There you go. Um... So yeah, he we started talking online completely by accident and for a while and then he was coming up here for work and we Oh, that's we how we just met. Wow. We were going to like, "Hey, do you want to go to dinner?" Did you know sure. that? Did you know he was going to be coming? Yeah, mean, he how told did me. it end up you guys, so then he ends up moving to Minnesota though. Did he do it for work or for well, you or how did it end up like that? It we ended up we started dating. Um it wasn't even it was just weird how it kind of happened. But we started dating and we were long distance. Um, he got, he asked me to marry him. He got deployed. Like right away? Well, not Like right how away. long had you been dating? Six months-ish okay. or so. Okay. Um, and he was being deployed so he, was, he wanted to marry you. Yeah. And then, so he he asked me to marry him. I said yes. He left soon after. Um, that was his first time. Well, not... It was when he was in Guantanamo Bay in 2002. Okay. And then he was going to go on leave, and we were going to meet in Puerto Rico. And um, I was like, well, why don't we just get... We went on a cruise out of Puerto Rico, and we got married on the cruise. Oh. Just so we sort of eloped, except for some of my family Yeah, I knew with. about it. Well, there's some of them came with. Oh, oh um, cool. But Good. he was like, don't you want a big wedding? No, I'm old, and I don't want to... You were old? Well, I was 30-something. Right. When we got well, married, and I had okay. owned a condo, and I'm I don't need to. You're on your own shit. Yeah, I don't need shit. to have this big princess wedding. At, yeah. in my 30s, Jen's got a Jewish mother, and so he how was, was he? He was actually a deacon. He was some guy in the. Um, Is that the KKK? A deacon? <laughs> no. I Veterans? Think I think Vet- that's Grand Wizard. Grand, what the for, Oh, yeah, there you go, but, Grand, um, <laughs> Grand <laughs> But, no, he was um, in his that. church, like oh Southern Baptist. He's super like smart. He, he, like he's and then studies, plus he's a, a military police dude. Yeah, bachelor's, his master's. We're sort of polar opposites in that I'm very outgoing and yeah. talkative. And I, I try, although I think he's rubbed off on me. I try to think the best of people until they prove me wrong. He kind of is on the opposite end where he kind of thinks people suck until they prove him wrong. <laughs> but I'm, I'm with him. Yeah. Well, and once in a while I'm with you, but I, nowadays. Well, I, tr- you know, I think though that you have to try to be positive. Otherwise you just get sucked into a hole of despair. It's true. Um, Cause there's so much of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And people suck and yeah. you have to just totally are you an aggressive driver? Uh, sometimes. Okay. But not. I'm not an ass. Like okay. I let people in and I wave when they let me in. Good. I'm. I do that too. I'm Minnesota cordial. That's good. I don't think Minnesota nice exists. Big Daddy is not. Um, he's not. He's a very aggressive driver and he cuts people off. Big Daddy John. Yeah. Oh, and, funny. And uh, he's uh, he's gonna get shot one day. I always tell him you're gonna get shot one day. And then you guys just you guys decide you or they let you leave early. And 
did you know you were going to come back to Minnesota? Did they base you here? Like, how did that go? Well, this is where we, he was going to retire here. He was going to so retire. Wait, we actually how was retired that weird for him to, yeah. like, live here when he was from, like, a, such a warm climate? Or uh, you never, well, like, we, care? No. I mean, he ended up getting transferred here to go into recruiting. Yeah. And then one of his kids moved up with us. and Kids? Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, so this is not a first marriage for him? For him. For me, it is. How many kids? Three. And are they in Florida? Are they down south? Uh, one is in Minneapolis. One oh. is in uh, Louisiana. One is in Kentucky. Wow, love Kentucky. So, I eh. just, I just, I just met Kentucky last year. There's parts really of it like are the Bourbon Alley area. That's where I was. So maybe, but I always thought it'd be fun to go through the back roads there. It, no, like, not so much. No, scary. Well, it depends on where. Okay. Um, it's changed a little bit, but it's. I, I when I the first time I was there we were at Fort Knox and some of the neighboring um towns really made me thankful for my life. Really? Yeah. Like was it like like It was like Meth Alley. We, was it? And people <gasps> looked like they were married to their relatives and had scary offspring. Oh my god. But not, just like we not thought. Everywhere. Not just everywhere. like we learned in grade school. <laughs> <laughs> not everywhere, because okay. that's totally a bad generalization. Okay, no. Um, I know what you but, I know what you mean. But I I saw you're just so, it yeah. Some of the small towns were creepy. Um, wow. Fort Knox is lovely, and Louisville is beautiful, and just the the blue is it the Blue Ridge Mountains or something yeah. or whatever yeah. is that yeah, Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's ridiculously gorgeous there, but some of the some of the people are they're, just. They're just, they just they just made me thankful for my life. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> All right, so so now you live this like life of like military. Um, how does that go with your husband being retired? I know that you kind of have a day job a I little do. bit. <laughs> I do, have and a you're day a wonderful job. woman that you do some volunteer work, which is awesome. I, you know what i I would love to do more volunteer work, but it you can't pay bills and yeah. Isn't I can't that be funny the princess that, I want to be with yeah. volunteering yeah. and getting paid for that would defeat the purpose of volunteering. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. But um, Jeff's a Mason and a Shriner. And so. Oh, um, is that how you got into the, is that how you got started with the Shrine stuff? The, yeah. The I'm, on the, um, I'm on the auxiliary board at the Shrine Hospital for cool. children. Cool. And I do uh, receiving and distribution of the donated goods. And I'm also in charge of the pop tabs which we sell a couple times a year. We collect them and sell them. You said you, they were like, you get these ridiculous amount of them. Yeah. What would you say? T- tell me that story about the one with the plastic baggies. Oh my God, this lady, <laughs> she, I, you know, I hope she is listening. No, I don't think so. I mean, it was lovely that she donated them. Yeah. But she literally um, put 20 to 30 together with like a sandwich bag twist tie or a wire twist tie. And then there was a bag like, I have 1,200 pop tabs in 140 um, bundles of 20. And then, but she had three big, huge bags of bundles. Do you have to like hand tabs. count those? Or do no, you have a machine? No, they weigh them. Oh. We don't do anything. <laughs> the only thing I have to do is I have to clean them to get the non metals oh, out. The, the, the like things Coke? That, the non aluminum. So people put in like crazy things like, oh, like razor blades or that's bottle right, caps. You said that. Or what the fuck? Just weird. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm all about donating stuff, good karma, putting razor blades in them. So it seriously. totally takes your karma shit away. Because Why do that's they do just, that? I don't know. Because they think it's metal and you get more money for it probably. 
But oh, so maybe, so it's not it, really an intention. They're doing it because they really think they're going to get something for I it, but that's dangerous. But a rusty razor dumb blade, shit. yeah, that's not, not good. Wow, really dumb. But there's, yeah, so shit. we have to, but we have to sort them because we get more money. Yeah. And all of the money gets donated to the wheelchair fund. And that's our whole purpose is to raise to, money. For wheelchairs. Yeah, we, we, I think our number for this next year is somewhere in the neighborhood of $250,000. Cool. Because the kids are getting older and they need new wheelchairs and they need them repaired and they need, you know, money. So cool. that is what we do. Cool. And you love doing that. I do. You know, it's, um, it's great to work with the kids. I actually had a, a Facebook memory come up today and it was a picture I took of a thank you card that said, thank you ladies for, it was when she was in clinic one day and yeah. they, they had them write thank you notes to us. To yeah. Yeah. She said, Cute. Thank you ladies for what you do. I love coming here cause I get to feel normal. Oh, how cute is that? I mean, it's awesome. You know, we were yeah. handing out Christmas stockings and this girl comes out of clinic and we're like, how'd it go? And she whips out, whips off her jacket and she had this tie-dyed um, prosthetic arm. Wait, a, wait, 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 wait. It was tie-dyed, like a funky a what? color. Tie-dyed. A tie-dyed what? Arm. Oh, arm. I didn't yeah, hear the, that part. Arm. Oh, prosthetic arm. I and didn't hear that. So she whips part. out okay. her like funky wow. arm. And we're like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then she whips out of a bag, just one that's flesh tone, and she goes, I got a dressy one too. Oh. And she was probably like nine or oh, ten. Cute. And how awesome is it that she can be in an environment where it's not embarrassing yeah. to do that? It's like, this is my cool arm. This I is love my dressy it. arm. So it's it's amazing that they can, you know, be in an environment where they're just another kid. They're yes. not a kid with special needs. Yes, because not maybe, maybe in their regular life that go to school and those kids, if they were to say that to those kids, they might not find that as, they might say, that, well, that's weird. Probably. It might not go well. It, it might, might It not. might go fine. But they know the for are, sure yeah. when they are at, in the space where all the people that are of the same world of theirs, that they're going to get that, the answer that they want. They're going to yeah. get the response that they want that's, of how excited they are. Yeah. And that's right? why they they have like a prom for the kids every year. Oh, they sweet. have kids camps where there's horseback riding camps cool. or swimming camps. There's all sorts of, I don't even know how many that they do, um, that the kids can go and just be normal kids with other, you know, yeah. normal kids Isn't and nice? they don't feel different. Yeah. So it's nice. That's really cool. So does Jeff wait home from, for you every day or is he busy doing his shit? He's going to gunsmith school. Cool. Um, so he's busy as well. Plus all of his missions. He's stuff. going to have to come in and talk with us and we'll talk about guns. Yeah. I, he would be a better one to See, talk like, about. He wants to make me. guns. Um, I mean, he, I mean, that's what gunsmith is, I assume, right? Making, repairing, building, cool. refinishing. Okay. Um, plus he, him. you know, teaches the Minnesota carry classes. So we try to try to do one of those a month. Cool. Um, if anyone wants to, uh, Twin Cities locally, um, take the class, you can go look at the Egan training on Facebook. Oh, he actually like has himself a website of it. Well, there is a website. Um, I don't have anything to do with that. Oh, so it's not, oh, I'm sorry. I no, thought there is an Egan training website, but oh, okay, on Facebook, okay. there's also a web Egan training Facebook page. Okay. Um, that we list like our classes and coming up oh, and contact cool. information. Oh, good. So remember, A G A N training. Yep. Egan training. And also there's bubble junkies. What? <laughs> bubble junkies. Which bubble is, junkies? Yeah. The scuba. Um, he's also a scuba instructor. Oh, he, scu- he likes to scuba too. He's a, he's a paddy course director. So he can take you from not knowing how to scuba dive to being 
like a master diver, which is what I am, to a dive master, which is a paddy professional, okay. to an instructor, um, he can take you all the way through. What has the, is that something that he was always interested in? Um, I think he became... Is that from he, military? No. Okay. He, he's dope for a long time, but he became an instructor uh, when he was down in Guantanamo Bay, and he taught a lot because there was a new crew coming through every like 90 days. And, and they had to, that's what... Well, there's oh, nothing really to do down there besides drink or scuba dive. Oh, well, there, okay. I mean, you that's can't right. go into Cuba. Is it beautiful? Like, is the scuba diving really beautiful? That was the best diving I've ever probably done in my life. It was oh, way cool. better than Guam. Um, the Caribbean's awesome, and Gitmo is fantastic because it's only really military and contractors. Yeah. So the reefs are very well taken care of and protected. Oh, cool. So they're not, you know, bastardized and yeah, trashed yeah. By, by people and fishermen. That's and, sweet. Yeah, see, this guy's like pretty complex. As I say, he's very faceted, but he doesn't, you wouldn't know that just because he's really just quiet. Yeah, he's way, I mean, I, I do a lot of crap half-acidly. And like he's I, not like that. No, and he does a lot of stuff. He's way more interesting than me. He just doesn't talk about it. Okay. Well, we'll have to we'll get it out of him <laughs> for sure. So um, I want to play a game with you. Okay. So I have this game. Um, it is called... I have a few games, but I think... We're going to start with this game, and then maybe we'll do a different one. So this one, it's called Disturbed Friends. Awesome. And I don't... Um, really use the whole game because it's too constructed for a podcast, but it's fun to ask the questions and some of them. Um, okay. So I'll give you this one and then you're going to, and then you get to pick one and you can ask me. Okay. Okay. So did you set this up or are you just randomly picking one? I'm randomly picking one. Okay. I, some games I do set up, but this one, no, I'm not. So I'm going to start off by asking you the question after. And so you have to pick a, B or C. Okay. Okay. And, and I, I, th- I'm going to guess. Okay, so the question is, after I orgasm, you should. So, like, I'm thinking what you would t- say to somebody, right? Okay. So, so after I orgasm, you should A, leave. You should <laughs> B, make me a sandwich. Or C, you should pay me. Oh, my God. Now, I would say if it was a corned beef sandwich or a Reuben, then you'd probably say B, make me a sandwich. Well, and I would say pay me because it would just be awesome to get money for something that's awesome to do anyway, but we don't want to be one of those, you've already established what you are, now we're just haggling (laughs) over the price. (laughs) Because I I don't want to be that girl either. (laughs) And I don't want him to leave because he's my husband, so I would have to be sandwich final answer. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's what I would expect. And I'm going to pick a different one because oh, I don't know how to pronounce. Here, this one's. Oh yeah, no, you're in the right spot. Sorry. I'm in the right spot. I just. You don't, I want to see it. I just. Want I don't to see know what I wouldn't be able to. I don't know what that. I don't know what that is. I wouldn't be Tuka? able to either. Tuchus. No. That doesn't say Tuchus though, does it? For sure. The best hip hop male porn star goes to Biggie Balls, <laughs> Ice Lube, Tuchus for sure. Is it Tuchus for Jewish sure? Jewish companies did oh. this. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's why. For sure. Okay. I'm sure. Well, I like this one Could better be wrong. because it talks about your whorebag spouse. Oh. Two cocks. Two cocks. Oh. But it wasn't, yeah. I'm no. Not. Do you get it? Two two cocks. For sure. Yeah. that the, They're fake names like yeah. Ice Cube, Ice Lube, ice lube. Tupac, Tupac. Shakur. Two cocks for sure. Two, yeah, oh. yeah. 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 Nothing okay. gets by me. Holy okay. Crap. No, I don't usually get by <laughs> me, but whatever. Okay. So, uh. 
My whorebag spouse cheated on me with my best friend. I'm going to. What would your answer be just without the options? Okay. All right. So I asked the question again. Your whorebag spouse. I assume that means big daddy. Big daddy. <laughs> cheated on me with my best friend. I'm going to. Cut his penis off. Okay. So your options are um, put on my black glove and kill my spouse, <laughs> stab my best friend and shit on their face, Ooh. Uh, revenge fuck my spouse's best friend. Oh, hmm. I would say see then. I, I would probably go and do that just so you could... Actually, all right, all, all kidding aside, I actually <laughs> wouldn't do any of that. <laughs> I'd wallow up into a small ball and never come out of my bed again. Yeah, that would probably, <laughs> that would probably sure. be the answer. For sure. That's funny. All right, let me pick one more. And then you get to pick one more. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, we'll see if this one's good. Okay, I have to read them though because you can't just pick, I think, because they're complex. My favorite prank is to A, rent a cop uniform and raid parties from for booze and drugs. B, <laughs> it's not even that dirty. Oh, maybe. Scare people after I slept with them by pretending to have an STD. <laughs> that's funny. My favorite prank is, that's funny. And my favorite prank is to see fake having convulsions in restaurants. That's awful. Oh, God. I think I'd say that you would probably pick B, because I know you're funny. I would, yeah. And especially if I... You don't want people to think you had STDs. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on who. I don't want the general public to think oh, that I do. That? No, this is friends at a party. Friends at a party? Yeah, scare people after I... No. Let's pretend it is. Which one had a party? Oh, the other one had a party. Scare people after I slept with them. Yeah, that would be fun. By re- wouldn't it? By pretending to have an STD and then they'd run out of the room. But you'd probably want to make sure they made you a Corby sandwich before they left. It, well, if it was good. Otherwise, right? I just wanted say, to leave. Get the fuck out of here. I have an STD. <laughs> I mean, if I wanted to see him again, I probably wouldn't choose the STD Yeah, that's route. true. That's true. That's but, true. All right. Yeah. Okay, your last question. I overhear a mother telling her daughter she needs breast implants. The daughter starts crying. I step in and tell her, A, I'm a surgeon and asked to feel them. B, <laughs> not to worry, it's all about dead ass. And <laughs> C, it's... Tap that ass. <laughs> dead ass. And I'm, I'm so white that I can't even say it. I know, it right? It sound good. Dead ass. Dead ass. <laughs> um, her mother was right. She has... Orangutan titties. Oh, that's oh. terrible. I mean, what was the question again, though? <laughs> when you overhear the mom saying oh, that her daughter needs the implant, yeah, I'd go do you with do? C. Tell, you say, <laughs> your mama's right. Go take yeah. care of those orangutan titties. Wow. I was just looking, they have this new thing online where you can make your own bra, like make it to order or something. And one of the pictures, was that, and it called it relaxed. The boobs were, they were orangutan tits, but they called it a relaxed fit to kind of make it sound nice. Why relaxed. even wear one? If you're going to have a saggy Why a would bra. you wear one? If you're going to have saggy bra and not perk them up, why would you even wear a bra? Well, some people, now I know somebody in particular that you know that we can't say on, but her boobs look like, orangutan booze. She is in her seventies, but she never has worn a very nice bra. She oh. doesn't, she probably gets it at Walmart. Huh. And it's one of those ones where she doesn't have super big boobs, but you know, when they like, they like wear it and, 
and there's no, they have no wire, wire and, and they, they have don't. no, and this, and the material is like that really light material where it's basically looks like they're trying to just prop them up with a couple of rubber binders and you can see <laughs> through the, the t-shirt that okay. it's like just not fucking doing anything. I don't get that. No, I don't either. I believe in getting things fixed if you need to get them fixed, but I don't have mine fixed. I Yeah, I don't either. All right, so this is another game. This one is called Storyology, and I bought these from a very nice man who is at a, um art show, and I was supporting his his art. And his this chocolate's making noise. It's a little foil, sorry. And so it's really cool, but um, this one is a circle, and I really have been wanting, but I'm not a good woodworker person, but I want to copy it because it's really cool, isn't it? He did. It, he does them by himself. I bought this one because it reminded me of an animal at the shelter because all of his are round, um, but he had these that uh, he gave, he did it cheaper. And of course, being Jewish, I'm looking for the cheaper bargain. <laughs> and so he had a few of them like this and he said, I'll give these two cheaper if you want these. And it's a little... Um, yeah, like it's kind of like an it. animal. Yeah, it's like an animal that isn't wanted, like missing a leg. And so I would take that home from the shelter. Name Lucky. Name Lucky. <laughs> At least not Gimp. That's good. So this one, we go like this, and we spin it. And then we spin it, and then we put our finger on it like this. Okay. Without looking. And mine says trip, so I'll start with mine. Okay. All right. So I'm going to tell you a story about a trip. Okay. So way back in the 60s, I um, had a drug-induced trip. And <laughs> I saw um, a lot of uh, many colors. And uh, I don't remember what kind of drug it was, but it was just, it was a trip. Okay. That was the trip. That was the trip. Yeah. It's not very good, is it? But that's well, right. That's right. It's honest. Yeah, it is. Um, wheels. Wheels. First car. Favorite oh, car. Favorite car or first car? I don't know. Both. I named my cars. My first car was not, it was a, God, a Buick Skylark. And I inherited it from Okay, my, John, Big Daddy's first car was a Buick Skylark. Yeah. What color was yours? It was, God. <gasps> I don't even You rem- don't remember? No, it was, it was gray, blue. It what was, was my, her name or his name? See, I don't think I named that one because that one oh. wasn't truly mine. It was okay. because I got it from my mom. Okay. Um, but uh, my favorite wheels were probably, um, I had a Buick Riviera when I was in college. Wow. Did uh, you really? That's yeah. That's pretty and fancy schmancy. It was my first car that I actually bought. Wow. And it had this like computer screen and you could program stuff into it. And this was like in the 80s. So... It was pretty fancy. That was. Yeah, it was super fancy. And I was really excited to have it. And his name um, was, uh, oh, God, no, I'm not even remembering his name. I think it was um, Josh. Why do you think you named it Josh? I don't know. I've had Josh, Benjamin, Simon. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. They're all boys. I don't know why. I wonder why. Yeah, Because usually girls like to name their cars like a girl name. I'm a tomboy. There you go. That's probably Always why. Always been a tomboy. That's probably why. Um, okay, let's do it one more time. You get to do it one more time. Oh, wait. Did you want to tell me another story about your other car? No. No. Okay. I, my cars are boring. Okay. I guess I let it stop. Okay. Hobby. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about your hobbies. Do you have a hobby? Do you knit? Do you need a point cross stitch? No, I scuba dive. Weld. Weld. 
I weld. That's a that's a huge hobby. I scuba dive. Yeah. So where do you scuba dive here in Minnesota? I don't. Oh, you go someplace else. You yeah. like to do it like off the coast like of coast. What was that? Remember that? Remember at the fair? Remember at the fair they had um uh, I remember everything. At that the fair. whale off the coast of California. Remember the trunk? And we'll give you the truck if it's not real. Remember that? It's sad. Remember uh, the bungee things? You know where the bungee when things was are this? now? When we were growing up. Oh, I don't you know remember. where that drive-in restaurant yeah. is? Yeah. And then there's a street there and then the bungee things? Yeah. It was in the street there. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Which is weird because I'm a fair whore. Wow, you I'm are. Loving. That's why I'm like shocked. There's just a little... We'll have to just remind you. I'll have to find it on the internet and send it to you. Okay. Okay, so... Scuba diving. So where's your favorite place to scuba dive? The coolest place I've ever dove was last uh, year and a half ago was in uh, Chuk Truck Lagoon in Micronesia. It was... It's the uh, pinnacle of wreck diving in the world. It was amazing. Really? All right, so can you yeah. get a little bit more... Get a little more like mappy with that for me, and oh god, like, it, it, is okay, it like Guam is in the middle of nowhere? Oh, it's where? over there. Yeah. Okay. And Chuk is about an hour flight from the middle of no damn where, so it's more. In Do the they drop of you? Is there an island, or they just no, call a, the area? It, it's a series of islands. Um, ah. The main there. It's very. Are people living on these islands? Yeah, and wow. it's um, the main island. Uh, we stayed at. It was called Blue Lagoon, and there was another of course place it was called, called Blue Lagoon. Truck stop are the two that's big funny. dive outfits, and it's TRUK. But that's where the um, in 1944 Operation Hailstorm during the war, you know what the Japanese did to us at Pearl Harbor? Uh-huh. We did to them like a gazillion times worse at Truck Lagoon, and we sunk uh, a crap ton of their ships, and wow. they are still mostly, largely intact. Seventy years wow. later. Um, some are quite deep, which I didn't dive. Um, some are not so deep, but we went there for five days and did four days of diving, 11 dives. Um, dove on wrecks. It was terrifying, but it was like the bravest thing I've, I think I've ever done. Why was it terrifying? Because you, did you go into little crevice things like they show on TV and shit? Well, yeah, we went into the ships. Yeah. Um, the guy who was our guide, uh, his grandfather was there during wow. Operation Hailstorm and saw where the ships went down. Oh, my God. Um, so he's grown up knowing where they are. Yeah. And it was just Jeff and I and another couple who were students of his that are friends of ours um, that are in the Navy that went with us. And so it was our our guide, the four of us, and the boat driver. And it was a little tiny boat, so you'd sit on the side and tip over backwards. Um, was it deep? Is that a deep area? I mean, like... It depends. Um some of them, like one of the ships, I think the top of it is at like 165 feet, which we did not do. Wow. Because that's beyond recreational diving. Okay. Um, the deepest we went... Do you need different equipment then? You need different gas, different air. Yeah. Ah, mixed gases. Okay. Um, which I don't do. I just like okay. blowing bubbles and looking at fish. Good I don't for you. Like look, I don't want to concentrate on my shit. Good for um, you. But I think the deepest we went was maybe 100, 110 feet. And that That's, was not for very long because you can't stay down that long. But okay. we went. Do you feel? Into does ships. it feel weird? Does it feel? Can you feel it in your head? Uh, or no. you just have to? You go slow enough, or you whatever go down kind of and thing. you equalize on your way down. Okay. But okay. We the coral growth was amazing, and the was fish it? were amazing. And um, one really, we went into one ship, and um, I can show you pictures or video later because I have it. But or you can maybe see some of them on the Bubble Junkies. Oh, Facebook page. okay, okay, cool. But um, we went in and there was like a, an 
operating room table. Yeah. And you could see the bathroom and the tub. And there was a femur bone and a jaw bone that was, I think somebody had found them in the ship and sort of placed them there. Oh, seriously? Um, but there was also... How did they stay there, though? I don't want they float they don't away? Descend, no, there's no really current in the ships. And then there was one that was... Um, I, I would get a little freaked out in the small spaces and the really super dark. Interesting. Excuse me. Well, I, um, <laughs> I would that would freak me out. But um, it's uh, the rec- the the blast from the the bomb was so strong that there's a skull embedded in the side of the ship. They got blown right into the ship. Yeah, and there's just skull. But more, wow. I mean, mostly I think the Japanese. You know, remove the bodies and their memorials are not. Yeah, I was going to say. Anything. I mean, like, are there any bodies that do you see any other bones no, around? They tried not, to pull everything out of there. I think they've. I think they've pulled everything That's out. That's good. Um, but there, we saw China. You saw um, wow. fire extinguishers. There was an airplane in the cargo hold. There's ammo. There's unexploded ordinances. There's bombs. Um, wow. That are still there. You just Shit. don't touch them. Because, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure they're probably. What if anywhere. a big current, what if they got a typhoon or something? They do. It, yeah. When it, it's amazing. It hasn't. Well, it's, it's like a, like kind of a Laguni protected area. Yeah. So, oh, okay. I mean, I so don't, it might not get hit that even if they had one, it might. I don't. Not. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't wow. ruin things. Interesting. That I know of, but. Um, wow. There are some ships you can't go into because it's. Degenerated so much, it's the rusted out. Like yeah, the, some areas have collapsed. But I, yeah, and I can see that. You'd have to be careful, I suppose. I can't imagine it's going to be a lot of years until some wrecks you can't go into at all anymore. Yeah, and suppose. then we did a shark dive there, which was really super cool. And you've seen that. You've seen sharks. You've swam at the sharks. Yeah, they they uh, kind of chummed the water and chum they, as in putting fish in there. Yeah, dead well, fish and like, why do rice they bags. do that? To, like, to attract them more. But then aren't they going to try to eat you? No. What if they run out of food? What um, if they run out of chums? They're they're reef sharks, so they're not so they're like not. man eater people. You know, there was something I was just watching, and they said that sharks will not. They don't. They're not intentionally. It was it, it. All right. So obviously, common sense. We know that they don't intentionally attack humans. They just think it's food. Well, they think you're a seal. It's, yeah, I something. get it. But there was something very interesting. As and of course, I I hear stories or watch stories on TV, and I can remember about. A little speck of them. And then, so it jogs my memory and now I can't remember. So we'll just get that. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I could. Yeah, see, that's not something I freak out when I snorkel. Oh, that's not. Freak good. out. I love to do it, but it scares the shit out of me. And I know I'm literally the water. Most of the time, my half my like head's not even in the water. Stand up and I know, fine. right? <laughs> but it freaks me out. I don't know why. But that's cool. That's cool that you do that. It's yeah. It's I'm because I'm a huge chicken shit in almost. But every, you can do it. Well, it's yeah. It's my brave thing. Wow. Like I need to do brave things. Just that's so cute. I'm not super boring. That's cute. In my own head. Yeah. There I you may go. be super boring to other yeah, people. See, but no, I was gonna say to other people, you think you're boring, but you're probably not. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. Why don't this, yeah. No, no, no. We have to just think think bigger. Yeah. And and because we're lucky. That we can have our great lives, so oh. we can let everybody be really jealous of who we are. I, you know what, I think that because <laughs> you're so fabulous. Because I'm so fabulous. <laughs> I, I think that um, I'm super lucky. 
I, and I, yeah. I like the fact that I know that I'm super lucky. Right. And I appreciate the fact that I'm yeah, super lucky. Like I think people don't. Well, I think you just become accustomed to it and then you just assume that that's how your life should be. Yeah. And you become complacent about um, the beautiful things. Yep. Totally and agree with you. So, you know, when, like when I lived over there, I got to go on that aircraft carrier. I got to go on a submarine on a... Th- a he was in port. Yeah. But I got, I spent three hours on a fast attack submarine wow. and I ate dinner on it and cool. hung out and I saw torpedo room and I saw the barracks and I saw where they did the radar and I got to look through the periscope at a boomer, which is a nuke sub that was across the port. Wow. And I mean, like who gets to do that? I know, right? You know? Never. I, Many people never, ever, ever in their lifetime. I'm yeah. sure that will never happen to me. I was driving, like one day I was driving home and like... There's very dense jungle there. Yeah. And so the roads and stuff, some of them you go through and you you see bamboo and dense jungle and nothing. Um, there was this guy who came out of the jungle and climbed over the middle metal median thing with a, like a three foot machete. And if you saw that here, you'd be like, Oh no! Somebody's gonna die. Someone's gonna die. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's Thursday." Like it's just because the guy needed the machete to get out of the jungle. Yeah, and I was I was listening to the radio and they were talking about Thanksgiving and the origins. Um, I don't know if this was in Guam or just everywhere because I never heard of it before. But they said uh, that on Thanksgiving is when kids used to dress up like hobos and go around and ask for candy. Oh, and this was in the, interesting. This was in like 1920s or something like wow. that. Wow. Um, Makes sense, I suppose. That's kind of cute. And then the radio guy goes, um, and for those of you who don't know what a hobo is, a hobo is your crazy uncle who lives in a container in the jungle, <laughs> which is totally great. how it is. Because in Guam, you're downtown and people like the Japanese tourists are buying Freaking twenty five thousand dollar handbags. Yes, and then a mile and a half away, someone's living in the woods in the jungle. In, the, in a me, container in the, in the jungle. Excuse me, in the jungle. Yeah, woods so, would be very Minnesotan. Yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> sorry. It's the jungle, not yeah. like oh yeah, I got out. Did in you the woods. see? Did you see like um like ape or monkey or do you see those kinds of animals? They don't have those there. They don't. They the, don't have anything. like No, that? they have carabao, which are like water buffalo. Um, they do, yeah. They're not. I don't think they're indigenous to there, but interesting. Um, there are some wild ones. I saw some in the river. Um, That's kind of cool. Some people just have them. God, you don't even have to go to like Disney and like to take a drive stuff. to the Safari Adventure um, to yeah. see it. <laughs> no, and then we went to go see. Um, I can't remember the dude's name. Uh, it was a Japanese soldier who, um, when the U.S landed on Guam to liberate them from the Japanese. Yeah. This soldier went and hid in the jungle. And he and three other guys dug a hole, a little cave in the jungle. Um, and they were together for like three years. And then the two of them left and apparently died, got food poisoning something. Um, so this was like 1944-ish, yeah. I believe. Um, hunters found him in 1978. Uh, was there a movie about this? No, I don't. Uh, I don't know. That sounds really familiar. But, like there was a movie they did something like that. Well, I mean, sure, there's been news stories on him, and he like but, lived there. Yeah, he lived like in the he wo- didn't in know the woods in again, the jungle. He didn't jungle. know that the war was over in 1978. Yeah, there was something I saw. About and that. so we went to go see where this place was. Yeah, and, and it was cool. Was that cool? And there was like wild pigs. 
that wow. were just running around cool. the boar. Cool. So those are around on the island a lot. Um, but, but not than, like what I would think. No, no, it's it's very not jungly like that. But I didn't really spend any time in the jungle because I don't like bugs yeah, and mosquitoes. Sure. And Do they have weird ass bugs there? There was some. Do they have roaches there? Um, yes. Do they? I didn't see them in oh, my okay. house. Oh, good. Which was good. We had geckos. Nice. Um, oh, that's cute. That would like, that's run around on, the, on their walls and shit. Occasionally when they would That'd get in. That'd be kind of fun. They, well, they're cute and they die and they dry up, but yeah. they're really fast. You can't catch them. So cute. So. Uh, and they don't bug you and me. Do they ever crawl across them when you were sleeping though? No. Okay, good. That's no, a good thing. No, that would be bad. That's but, that's a good story. I got a quick little story. We were in Mexico in time and we were with our kids and they were like mm, late teens, maybe mid teens. And uh, we had our patio door open because we were like on the fourth floor and I like to leave it open so I can hear the ocean. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, one of the kids jumps up screaming uh, because a mouse had come in and was crawling around up here. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Yep. And then we're chasing around the room for the fucking mouse. Oh, how did it was we get to the hilarious. fourth floor? Well, the whole building was cement. So, and the building actually, very simply in this building, because it was kind of built like a pyramid. Okay. So it could walk, and those mice, they can crawl right up those walls. Oh, I mean, yeah. They can. True. So, but this one for sure was easy for them, but I still, and we're chasing all over the fucking room for it. Then it disappeared. So we didn't know if it made it outside or not. And I spent the rest of the night just sitting up, so afraid the thing was going to come and attack somebody again. That's the worst. And yeah, well, it didn't attack. Scary. It was just walking no, around. I but, know, but I, in my world, it attacked. When I was in college, it attacked college, my daughter. When I <laughs> the vicious mouth. Yeah, right. I was in college. I had a teddy bear hamster, and it got out of its cage. And I wasn't. Oh God, I haven't heard that term, teddy bear hamster. It was in a, a long big time. fuzzy yeah, one. Yeah, so you're right. So I forgot about those. And um, it got out of its cage, and it was in my bed, and it was like walking along the side of my leg. And I woke up to this furry walking around the side of my leg. And I didn't realize that A, I had a teddy bear hamster and B, that's what it was. So I swatted at it and it flew across the room into my closet. And thank God I didn't kill it. Oh, thank God. But holy crap, that's not something you want to wake up to. No, definitely not. (laughs) It's because when we're sleeping, it's scarier, I think. You know, it's not, I mean, a mouse is nothing. A hamster is nothing. It's just that when you're sleeping, it can be scary. Well, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. God, I haven't heard that term for a long time. Jen, I really want to thank you for being on the Not So Kosher Show today. This was very fun. Okay. How like um, like the Saturday Night Live skit where they talk about sweaty balls, you know, and they sure. talk really, the um, radio people, those, have you seen that skit where the girls are doing a radio show and they talk really normal, like what's it called when you talk really? Very monotone. Very monotone. And I'd really like to thank you today for being on the show. But anyways, it was really fun. And we have a lot of stories that we probably could hear from you. And we know that Jeff's going to join you next time so we can hear some more on the, on the guy side. On the on guy the, side. On the military police side. But thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you for you. having me. Thank it's you. It's lovely to go. be here. That's it. And I believe that next time I come, if I come with Jeff... It'll involve cocktails because then he can drive. That would be there. You go. It'd be much better. We can get wild and shit and play. Then we can play some dirty spinology instead of plain spinology. Well, I was hoping for toys, but I didn't get toys. That's okay. I got dumb ones, but they're not not really because they got good stories out of them, which is what's important. That's true. It's a good story. They're just not dirty stories. All right, we can get to that. We'll save that for next time. This was kind of a little cleaner (laughs) version of Jen. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Toodles. Firing at the National Town. A 32 gently clenching, wrinkled little hat.